0: This is IGN.
1: Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must have travel shoes have a lighter than air feel and barely their fit. That made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot Code SUPER24.
0: Ah, so you've returned for more. Welcome back to IGN's Top 25 Countdown of the Greatest Horror Movies of All Time. We're glad you're still with us as we've reached our 20th most frightening film, We've had a gruesome countdown so far, and if you missed the first five movies that made our list, we suggest you download it right now at the podcast service of your choice and catch up. A new episode featuring five films will drop every week through October, and on Halloween day, we'll reveal our number one horror movie of all time. So when we last left you, we were running like hell from fast zombies at number 21. And now the countdown continues with number 20, The Fly from 1986. David Cronenberg's very R-rated, very intense, and very excellent remake of The Fly puts Jeff Goldblum in the role of Seth Brundle, a scientist who invents telepods meant to change the world. Instead, they change him into a manfly monster, when a fly accidentally gets trapped in one of the machines as Seth teleports from one pod to the other. The script, performances, and Howard Shore's tremendous score work together to create a horror opera, one full of dark twists and practical creature effects scares. Once all the gore and vomiting on food to eat it settles, we realize we've just watched a tragedy about a scientist who accounted for everything save nature finding a way to remind man not to play God. Kind of fitting that Goldbloom learned this lesson here and again in Jurassic Park, no? Seen to watch with the lights on? Brundlefly inspecting a medicine cabinet turned museum of pieces of the manfly that his new insect body doesn't need anymore. Give yourself a gold star if you can spot his mason-jarred junk or if you don't wince at the moment before the scene where Seth peels off his fingernails. At number 19, An American Werewolf in London from 1981. It rarely hurts to merge horror with a tinge of comedy, and John Landis's An American Werewolf in London is one of the finer examples of that combination. It's also one of several iconic werewolf movies that hit theaters in 1981. Of the trio, American Werewolf remains the most popular and well-loved. The film begins with two backpackers traveling the English countryside. When only one survives an attack by a vicious wolf, he becomes convinced he's been infected by the werewolf's curse. And it wouldn't be much of a werewolf movie if he turned out to be wrong. An American werewolf in London stood out at the time thanks to its amazing makeup and special effects work. Never had the werewolf transformation seemed so convincing. The humor didn't hurt either. And then there's the brilliantly demented nightmare sequences. But American Werewolf was ultimately a tragic horror film, and one certainly deserving of remembrance today. American Werewolf's iconic transformation scene is a showcase for just how grotesque and painful the werewolf curse can be. When David Wolf's out, what ensues is a graphic transformation of man into werewolf. This all-too-convincing display of special effects and makeup work from 1981 still holds up today. Next, at number 18, Let the Right One In from 2008. Can you believe that there's a movie on our list that got its title from a Morrissey song? This most unusual of love stories is a Swedish film which hit it big internationally, with its tale of a 12-year-old boy and his centuries-old vampire, who looks like a 12-year-old girl but most certainly isn't. Whether or not Oscar and Ellie's relationship is an equal partnership, or Oscar is doomed to become the vampire's next hawkin, the old and ill-fated human who takes care of Ellie early in the film, isn't clear but it's an engrossing story from start to finish. Though chock full of bloody good horror moments, director Thomas Alfredson's film works so well because it is acutely interested in its two lead characters. Oscar, the boy who is bullied at school and finds a protector in his new nocturnal neighbor, and Ellie, a beautiful little cherub who's actually not even a girl and certainly not a cherub. Weird, right? But so good. Coming in at number 17, Suspiria from 1977. Of course we're including a giallo film in this list, though the question did come up as to which of the Italian horror masters was most deserving to represent this distinctive genre. In the end, we had to give it to Dario Argento and his Suspiria, a supernatural shocker that is an experience in style as well as terror. The film is about an American ballerina who travels to Germany to attend a dance academy, but instead gets a tutu full of trouble when she comes to realize that the place is home to a coven of witches who are brewing up all kinds of deadly mischief. The picture might seem over the top in some ways, but Argento proves masterful at creating an environment and a world that is uniquely its own thing. The gruesome, convoluted killings, the garish color design, the freaked out sound, including a haunting score by Goblin this is the stuff that nightmares are made of and one of the best witch movies ever made seem to watch with the lights on actually don't even bother turning the lights off since the film gets right to it with a double murder early on that sees one young lady staring out a window into the dark only to suddenly realize that a pair of eyes are staring back this leads to stabbings a hanging and finally an impalement by stained glass for her and her friend whoa coming in at number 16 Dawn of the Dead Remake from 2004 George Romero practically created the zombie movie genre single-handedly in 1968 with Night of the Living Dead. Ten years later, he refined the formula with Dawn of the Dead. Far bigger, gorier, and funnier than its predecessor, Dawn of the Dead remains Romero's definitive work. Whereas Night featured a small cast of survivors holed up in a remote farmhouse, Dawn opens up with a glimpse of a major metropolitan area falling into chaos during the zombie outbreak. It isn't long before our four heroes are forced to leave town and barricade themselves inside a shopping mall, but as it turns out, the undead hordes still retain enough of their old selves to feel the need to shop and consume. The true brilliance of Dawn is how it combines straight-up zombie carnage with a healthy dose of satire and social commentary. At the end of the day, are modern Americans really so different from the shambling undead? They crave warm flesh, we crave iPhones. So we'll pause the countdown there. We'll be back next week with number 15, and we'll slice and dice our way to the top 10 best horror films of all time, according to IGN. My name is Tony Jackson, and of course, for more news on your favorite games and entertainment topics, make sure to visit us at IGN.com. You can also download our free app on your phone or console, and be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcasts. What's our number one horror movie of all time? Keep listening and find out. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast.